Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. On today's episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad, we're talking about van life in Outback Queensland. What's the best way to plan your route through the Outback? And does it feel safe to do it as a solo traveler? What is a pig race? And why am I using my ability to starfish as a system of measurement? And most importantly, what is the biggest travel hack we've learned on how you can live the van life for next to no cost? Tune in to find out. Hey, Steph. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Steph is uh, currently sweating like a hot dog, as she (laughs) described, in her van right now, because Steph is living the van life at the moment. Yeah, I was in our last episode. I still am now. I um. For context, the van is fantastic. I just turned the AC off to record so that it wouldn't yeah. be a beautiful humming in the background the whole episode. <laughs> I mean, it could be a really nice, relaxing sound as, a, as opposed to our voices. So diving straight into the episode, we, uh, we're talking a little bit about van life. And yes. for our longtime listeners, you guys will know that we actually did an episode, I think it's like a couple years ago now, Yeah, on caravan life, which Steph was going around in a caravan a couple years ago and i said to staff when we were gonna do this episode i'm like surely van life and caravan life is the same thing we've already talked about this but staff corrected me (laughs) and who am i to talk because i've done neither and i don't know anything about either i did i got very defensive (laughs) and yeah staff is she was like no it's it's very different i'm like oh all right then well in that case Steph is going to tell us all about van life today and basically her adventure around the Australian outback, which sounds incredible. Yes. Well, specifically the Queensland outback, outback Queensland. Mm. So in that previous episode, for anyone who I did five months, it was through Northern Territory, WA and South Australia, quite a bit of time. And this time, because I'd never... I'd never been to Queensland. When I did the caravan trip, it was, you know, in the height of COVID, got a caravan while Melbourne had like this sweet spot of not being a hot spot and got out of Dodge. Yeah. Um, 
and this time such a different experience. A, I'm on my own. B, it's a van, which you would think, I would think, logically, how different can it be? And it's Queensland, mm-hmm. a state I'd never traveled before. I mean, I always forget just how big Australia is as well, oh. just how much you can explore in different parts and in different ways. And like, I think I remember when you did the caravan, that was that was like at the height of the pandemic as well. It wasn't was. It? it was. It was. Things were still in lockdown and you couldn't really go anywhere. And so it's like, well, get a caravan. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hit the road. Yeah, absolutely. That's the solution to all of life's problems. Okay, so what made you hit the road again? And like, where did you get this van? I'm sure everyone's like, oh, Steph's just a van girly now. I built it. Where did this van come from? No, no, no. So I, what happened essentially was I knew I wanted to go away this November. I I didn't have any in-person events. So this was kind of like the time I wanted to go away. And I had followed this company online. They're called Drive Now Rentals forever. Mm -hmm. And I... I actually went to their profile to like see what they were doing, what they were up to, to start scoping out the idea of a rental and what a van life would look like. And they were running a contest to win a camper van, Mm -hmm. not to win it permanently, obviously, to win a rental of a camper van. Um, And I entered it aggressively. And for anyone who follows me, you know, my mindset is you have to be in it to win it. Oh, Steph is like, she was the one growing up calling into the radio stations <laughs> yeah, constantly yeah. winning prizes and as someone that worked in radio we used to make fun of people like stuff I know, I know, I know. <laughs> i'd be on the receiving end of like people calling in to win prizes and it would always be the same people and you're like oh god this one's on <laughs> on line three again but i mean you, like you said you gotta be in it to win it absolutely yeah. <laughs> and this one i just got really lucky and i did so i won a camper van rental and amazing so I run it from Drive Now Rentals. It was, I should say, it was a collaboration with Apollo Motorhomes and with Outback Queensland Tourism, which is very specifically yeah. Outback Queensland. Here I am. Um, yeah. And I want to I want to just say, you, see, guys, we don't get free stuff on the podcast either. This is all Steph <laughs> <laughs> winning stuff. Yeah, this is true. We do <laughs> We're not. We're not there yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is not a paid post by any of these companies <laughs> on our behalf. Oh, God, no. Nothing. Um, yeah, so that's essentially what happened. And then I decided to extend it, to extend the prize. And I'll tell you a little bit how Mm. I did that as well in a minute. Mm. Um, but yeah, basically they're a comp, if anyone's been thinking of doing it and like Andrea just said, they haven't given me anything to say this. Um, but Mm. they're a company, they represent tons of brands. So you can go to their site and they'll give you like Apollo, Brits, Maui, all these different brands. They have all of it. So you can, you know, compare prices and see what's the best for you. Filter by, you know, what size do you want? What features do you want? All that good stuff, Mm -hmm. Um, which is fantastic because when I won it, they actually had me do that. They were like, well, which one, which one do you think would be well suited to you? So that was actually fun going through and being like, did you, did you pick a pink one? Uh, they did not have that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing you like cruising around in like an all pink Barbie camper or not camper van, a Barbie yeah, camper van. minivan. I have camper van. Yeah, or camper van. Yeah. yeah. I uh not caravan. I always get camper van and caravan mixed up. Um I had like the the Barbie camper van growing up. It was like the best thing ever. And that's what I imagine you driving around in with like 
furry pink seats inside, pink <laughs> pots and pans. I've never heard of this, but I'm going to Google it after. Oh, yeah. It was like the best. I'm just- Anyways. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> no, I mean this beautiful one. I posted a couple photos of it on our socials, so anyone you might have they might you might have already seen it. It's massive. It's seven meters. It's a beast. It's fantastic. It's got everything. Mm. I guess, and I'll say it's got like a full. I keep saying just under queen size bed, which I don't know if that's accurate, but the bed feels massive. Like I can starfish, and none of my limbs are near the edges. Does it feel massive just because it's in a smaller space? Well, is your mind playing tricks on I you? I can starfish, and my hands and feet mm-hmm. don't touch the corners. Yours might, but mine don't. Mm, mine probably <laughs> would. Mine always touch the corners of any bed. Okay, fair yeah. enough. So a nice, big, comfy bed you don't have to share with anyone. I've got a toilet shower on here, full cooktop stove, fridge, four seaters. Like, I've got everything. I've got a hallway. Literal hallway. Damn. Yeah. It's fantastic. This is like bigger than like some of the flats in uh, in the UK. I have seen <laughs> genuinely people post rooms to rent for smaller than this van. Wow. Yeah. It's been brilliant. And I was really scared when I picked it up because I picked it up in Brisbane. I'm, and I'm in Cairns right now as we're recording. I'm going to be flying home from mm-hmm. Cairns. And when I picked it up, I was a little scared. I was like, can I do this? I don't know. And I think there's like people have made jokes in the past about how I wouldn't be able to drive such a big vehicle. And so I was actually really questioning myself and it's been awesome. Like it's been really good. Um, Has it been difficult to like learn how to drive it? I mean, I guess you did the caravan and that I would imagine is more difficult. Well, I was never allowed to drive the caravan. So, and that was oh. one where it was like, oh, you'll never be able to do this. And I was like, oh. So I wasn't allowed. So this one, this one. Don't ever tell Steph she can't do something. I know. She'll figure out a way to do I it. I know. And this one, I've been like, yeah, you tell me I can't do something. As I'm driving down the road, like I'll have that bitter memory. And then I realize Keith Urban's <laughs> on the radio and life is good. <laughs> no, no problems. I think the only key thing is uh, similar to caravans is you got to take really wide turns. Mm. like a transport truck like you just need that extra space on turns and stuff and i park like a dickhead everywhere and i know it because what happens i learned this the hard way at the beginning you come into a town and you park and lots of these towns especially in the outback have they're accommodating like they're set for people with caravans camper vans they've built their towns for them so they have seven meter parking spots but what i've learned is if you pull into the lines a, car, mm. a ute or someone's car will come up and park real tight beside you on either side. What on purpose? No, they're just in the car, in the parking spot. Oh, like, in the spot of their lines. I meant they just want to be dead. No, 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 no. They'll park <laughs> within their lines, but they'll both be right beside you. And when you want to pull out, there'll be a car parked along the road, and you don't have the turning radius to get out. Mm. I did that once, and I sat there, and I just had to wait for one of them to come out and move. So ever since then, I'm I am a bit of a dickhead. I just park in either two spots if it's that kind of parking. Yeah. Or in a lot of places, because in the outback they have a lot of undercover parking because it's so hot. Yeah. And the van is too high for me to park there, so I have to go to the back where it's all and like park across four different parking spaces. So yeah. you're that. Have you ever been left a note? I haven't. Like, hey, I ha- dickhead. I haven't. But each time I come out, I actually am checking the windshield looking for it. 
Make sure no one's like slashed your tires as well. Like, <laughs> I like to think in my head that people look at it and they understand why. Yeah. Because I just, I'm so big. I have to. I need the space to get out. Wide load. Um, so that's, that. <laughs> I'm a wide load. Uh, th- yeah, that's one thing I wasn't expecting that I've kind of learned on the road where I'm like, well, I'm. I'm basically a dude in a Jeep. <laughs> Live and learn. But with a but with a valid reason. <laughs> Maybe the guy in the Jeep has a valid reason. Yeah. They don't. Fair. They don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's been fantastic. Like and I don't want to get too like I did this and then I did this. But it's been brilliant. So there was I will say Queensland Tourism make it very easy out back Queensland Tourism. When you go to their website, I can't take credit for really planning what I've done because they they have all these predetermined road trips that you can go in and... Oh, I love that. As someone that hates meticulously planning, like, I think the idea of just a pre... Like, a preset itinerary is my dream where I'm like... Because I want to see stuff, but I'm also... It's not even that I'm too lazy to plan stuff. I just get like overwhelmed as well with how much there is to do. And then I can't make a decision what I want to see. And then uh, so, yeah, if someone just hands me a list and is like, here, go and do this over the next like four days, whether it's in a van or like traveling anywhere. I'm like, yes, thank you. (laughs) Exactly. I'm the same way now where I'm like, I know I could do it and I'm very capable. But why? Mm -hmm. When I don't need to. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I started in Brisbane and I had some big drive days. I think the first drive was a good like seven, eight hundred meters. Mm-hmm. Meters. Goodness, listen to me. Kilometers. I know. I was like, <laughs> um, I'm not sure if that's too far. <laughs> I can't. I'm losing my ability to speak. Well, don't say that on our podcast. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> Bad juju. We need, we need your voice. I can't do this alone. <laughs> I'll just grunt back at you from now on. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I started in a town called Charleville, which was fantastic. They had some amazing sights to see, some really cool things with the Bilbies and some war history. I hate to say it, but as a North American growing up in Canadian history classes, I didn't know until I moved to Australia that Australia was in the war. I'm so embarrassed to admit that. But Well, yeah, I mean, I guess we don't really learn a lot about Australia. So when I moved here, I was fascinated by that. So now when I go places, I actually am very interested in learning about Australia's role because it, it's such a reflection of what, you know, each country teaches its people. It's um, very, mm-hmm. you know, specific views. So I did that and then some other stuff. And what I loved about this trip is that just the flexibility. So caravans, when you pull into somewhere and you set up, you got to get out, you got to unhitch it, you got to level it, you got to put these like, you either got to put the legs up and down so everything's level. Like there's a lot of work in getting set up. And then again, same thing when you're ready to go, you got to take it all down, undo it, get everything ready. Whereas the van, the van, when you, you just drive, you just go. There's almost, there's next to nothing other than obviously unplugging the power and the water and turning yeah. off the LPG gas. And emptying out. The poop drop. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can just go without doing that. You can wait True. a day or two. <laughs> just make sure the toilet is shut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what happened in Charleville? I was there. I did all the things. I thought I would do one a day. And this is where it comes to where I love not over planning. Because I was going to stay there for three, three, three days, do one thing a day. And I did. I ended up doing all three in one day, which was the perfect timing. So the next morning I thought... 
oh, like I could go somewhere else. And a woman who worked at the Save the Bilby Foundation, she was like, oh, there's pig races tonight in Agathella. I can just make it up as I go. I'm like, guess I'm going to Agathella. Pig races. <laughs> yes. Oh, pig races. And can I tell you, because we did our episode on ethical animal encounters. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Like, oh, I is know. pig races up there or not? Like, yeah. And that's what I was like, oh, am I heading into something super unethical? Am I going to regret this? Am I going to be uncomfortable? Can I tell you it was the most wholesome shit I have done in my life? <laughs> I, <laughs> I got there. It was a fundraiser for their local hospital. And basically, mm. you go there, they're selling drinks, they're selling raffle tickets, they're, you can bet on which pig will win. And so I went, and it's all little piglets, and they've got little, like, colors on each of them, like little mm. tops that they're wearing that's a different color. And they open the gate, and the pigs will start running, because there is food at the end. And yeah. But, like, if the pigs don't run, they just let them not run. Like, they're not making yeah. them do it. So if one yeah. pig just, like, kind of stood at the front and stood there, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was so wholesome and so i watched that i was laughing i'm like this is great and then i won my pig won the second race your pig won Amazing. i won 100 bucks you win? <laughs> i won 100 yes. bucks i was so happy and i learned a long time ago when when you're quit while you're ahead so i tapped out and you know what yeah. i did which anything can happen anywhere so i don't recommend this to anyone i walked back i was free camping that night so i just like pulled mm. up in a like a field allocated for free campers and was parked. So I wasn't like paying or plugged in or any of that stuff. I would just walk to the like two kilometers back in the pitch black, like no mm. houses around, no lights, like forest on each side for half the walk. And I just walked back and I felt so safe. And I, even as I was walking, I'm like, why am I doing this? And why do I feel so safe? Like I'm not even... I looked it up when I got back. Augathella and a lot of the surrounding towns have not mm. had a single crime committed since 2016. Mm. That's insane. Like any crime or no, like no crime. crime? Like no crime. No crimes. So the last crime oh. was an assault, like a, after the bar fight between two guys in 2016. Yeah. Wow. I know. And that is one big difference I found between, I will say, my time in like Northern Territory and WA, because I did go to a lot of towns where I felt unsafe and questions mm -hmm. you know oh should we unhitch should we leave the ute like connected should we i haven't had that anywhere on the trip i have felt so safe everywhere i've been have you felt even safe like sleeping in a van alone as a woman because obviously when you did the caravan like there was two of you there at least yeah but like being in a van i don't know that would be yeah for me i i don't know i mean obviously it locks up and it's yeah. secure but still Something about, I, I guess, but your van, you're probably parked at places where there's lots of other vans around as well. Yeah. So for a lot of the nights, I have been at caravan parks. So I'm parked up, mm -hmm. I'm connected to power and water, and there's people all around. Um, but what I, I free camped a couple times so that night in Agathella. I actually like got into this town called Charters Waters one night where all the caravan parks were closed. And I just like had mm -hmm. to park up on a side street and closed all the curtains and slept so that was the mm -hmm. only night where i didn't by any means feel unsafe but i thought oh, someone might knock on the van and say you can't park here yeah which is which will give you a bit of a jump scare anyways to hear someone like knocking on the window and you don't know who they are yeah and i was so that night i was kind of like playing out scenario i did sleep in my clothes that night 
because I was like, yeah. oh, if I got to get up and go, I want to at least be dressed. But yeah, no, I haven't really had, which is interesting because I was, I did have that scary situation. I don't know. I don't even know if I would have talked about it in Kalbari, Western Australia. I was working. So I was outside working in the community area at 3 a.m. And a guy ran up to me out of the woods. This is this is on your previous trip. Yeah, on the previous trip. On her, uh, your caravan, the caravan trip, trip a couple trip. years yeah. ago. Yeah. And he was in the midst, I didn't know, realize at the time, of a psychotic break. And he yeah. was telling me like his buddy was in the woods and we got to go find him and he's been stabbed and we got to help him. And can I come with him? And I remember sitting... I was like in this tiny little lit up community space and it was Mm -hmm. pitch black everywhere else. And I'm like, I am not leaving the safety of this light. No. And I like called triple O and gave him my phone. And I thought worst case scenario, he steals my phone, whatever. And the cops ended up coming and actually getting this guy because he was in the midst of a psychotic. There was no friend. No one had been stabbed. Yeah. Like, but yeah, after that, you'd think I would be hyper vigilant and actually think of those things. But I hope you at least have like a baseball bat or something in the van. You know, someone asked me the other day, and I feel comfortable saying this now that I'm flying home tomorrow, if I had anything and I thought, my God, what would I use? Like the worst, like the most serious thing I have here is I do have a sharp knife in the knife drawer. Oh, God. But I don't think I would get to it. Next time, I feel like you should have, I I sleep with a baseball bat next to my bed. What? As a woman that lives alone. Yeah, because I oh. always think if someone does break into my house in the middle of the night, I'm alone. I have, I like, how would I defend myself? I don't have time to run down to the kitchen and grab a knife. So I have a baseball bat next to my bed. Huh. I mean, God forbid anything ever happens, but at least I have something. Yeah. <laughs> my cats just, aren't going to save me. <laughs> I just learned something new about you. Yeah. And, no, I there had that go. question. I, I, I got nothing. I have nothing. Oh, well, I feel like you should have, even though you're going home tomorrow. But anyone, any woman... Any man as well, but women especially. Yeah. Even if you do feel safe, I feel like you should have something just just in case to protect yourself. I mean, you are out in the open. All right. Out well, in the outback. <laughs> maybe I'll take that advice next time. <laughs> yeah. But the, uh, anyways, my whole point of that was I cannot get over how sick. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
safe everywhere in the outback felt like how comfortable mm-hmm. i was like nights where i you know say the washroom block was a little bit away and i woke up at 3 a.m had to pee no qualms about walking across at 3 a.m it has been fantastic mm-hmm. in terms of a female traveling by herself and you know people classic case and we we again we talked about this in the episode remember the reason we did reasons why you shouldn't travel and it's yeah. all the things people tell you why you shouldn't travel and they're all giving advice on things they've never done i had mm. that with this trip about me going into the outback by myself and none of it has come to fruition no because people will give you their wor- like the worst case scenario absolutely opinions on things but um so yeah don't let it stop you guys just have a baseball bat with you and that's the thing a lot of people when they ask me i'm like do you have your head about you in common sense like you should be okay really um Mm. but yeah so anyways one of my favorite things has been on the road people making things like people being like oh you should go here you should go here and just doing that because i've had the freedom and the flexibility to do it i did stay this is like a symptom of over planning so I thought I'd plan the first two weeks because, you know, I was going in the Outback. I knew what kind of knew what I was going to be doing. So I booked some of my caravan sites in advance. And I booked one night stay in at this town. I don't want to say the name of the town because it is a cute little town. But I thought this one place advertised like single rooms, shower, everything, like basically a discounted room for solo travelers. And yeah. before I left on the trip, I had this thought of like, oh, you know what? That'll probably be really nice. I'll have been on the road for well over a week. I'll... I'll, you know, I'll have a night outside the van where I'll have a real bed, real shower. Like, I'll probably enjoy that. So I paid $110 for it. It was the biggest. I got into this room. So first of all, I walked in and this place was very clearly like for either FIFO workers or guys who are out that way working in the mines or some kind of labor. They were rooms for them. I was the only woman there. All right. And they were all just staring at me as I was putting my key into the door. And I'm like, hey, guys, like literally looking down at a row of men drinking in front of their rooms. <laughs> like, a... And I got into the room and it was one of those rooms where you just look in the corners and there's spiders and there's bugs everywhere. And you think, OK, I'm just going to pretend none of that's there. <laughs> that was like one of the rooms we stayed in during our cross Canada trip. That one hotel. Which one? The one in Saskatoon. Oh. Oh. I'd say this room was worse. Yeah. But still, it was yeah. one of where, like, every, everywhere had been so nice, and we were like, <laughs> yeah, You get to that one place. Yeah, yeah it was bad. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> that was so long. So, but I was in the room, and I was literally contemplating sleeping in the van, because I was like, the van is actually nicer than this room. And the only reason I didn't was because people would have, they were all sitting out front. They would have seen me. Like go back in the, the van. van. So I wish I didn't spend that money. I wish I didn't overthink pre-planning that much because I am here in shoulder season. Like their main yeah. tourism season is over. They're heading into the summer wet season. I did not need to pre-book anything. <laughs> um, so that was a lesson learned for me. But I, was I guess really... that's like part of what van life is about, though. You just kind of like go with the flow, right? Yeah. Like, that's the nice thing, like you said, where you're in somewhere you can actually sleep. You you can go anywhere you want. You're not really tied to any, any you know, any place for too long. If you don't like it, you can up and go. It's very liberating. Exactly. It, uh, it That is the word for it. And I get wholeheartedly 
why people get addicted to this, why people end up buying vans, why people end up even building vans. Because the flexibility you have to just go anywhere and do anything is so much more than a car. Do you think you could live in one forever? It's it's an interesting question. Like forever for the rest of my life? Probably not. For an extended period of time? Definitely. Freedom, flexibility, loving life, driving down the highway. Woo! And I got into Long Reach. And Long Reach, I knew, is a big destination. It's a big go-to in the outback. Because the Qantas Founders Museum was there. Which I love. I'm like raving about it to everyone telling them they have to go and a lot of people are like i know i've already been there welcome to the late party i know i know they're like you just moved here a few years ago we all know (laughs) but i feel like even people who have been the part that blew my mind was the Qantas light show in the evening i don't want to get too nerdy getting deep into it but they do this light show against their 747 that was very specifically designed to match elements on the 747. Mm-hmm. Blew my mind. I sat there. It's half an hour long. Just entranced. Like my mind wasn't tempted to look at my phone. Like I wasn't even noticing what was going on around me. I was just absolutely enthralled by what was on the plane. Love it. So that was brilliant. Anyone listening, put that on your Australian bucket list. Qantas Founders Museum. Obviously do the tour, but definitely do the light show. Was it as good as the light show we saw in Cairo at the pyramids? It was. So that was my standard. <laughs> like that set my expectations. <laughs> but this, it like, if Cairo pyramid show is down here on your left, Qantas is like the 10. That's the scale. Okay. Zero, zero pyramid show to 10 Qantas light show. Yeah. Guys, if you're ever in Cairo... I'm telling you, check out the light show at the pyramids. It's not one to miss. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah, so that was fantastic. And then, like, the other thing that really was so beautiful was I just did um, a river cruise, which it's hard to go wrong with a good river cruise. Also, I have to ask you, was it better than the river cruise we did in Cairo? Wow, it sounds like you're reliving a lot of our trip to Egypt a few years ago. But leveling up. (laughs) Yeah, tell us about this one. I will say there was no fire on this one. (laughs) And no dancing? (laughs) No dancing. I would have been dancing. I was in the mood to drink that day, but it was a very wholesome river cruise that sold alcohol. But I tried to lead the crowd and two was the max, so it didn't go anywhere. But um, yeah, no, and it was funny because heading into it, even people who've been to Long Reach, people were like, is there a river there? Like in the middle of the outback? And I'm like, yeah, there is. Um, So yeah, good old, saw so much wildlife and nature, which is always beautiful. Did you Um, see any new wildlife that you hadn't seen before? So I did see, okay, I've seen turtles. That's what you're going to say right away. But they were a different kind of turtle and a different size which was interesting. And I saw tons of birds that I've never seen before, which for anyone listening in your 20s, I know we have a big audience demographic who are in their Mm -hmm. 20s. That's not exciting to you. But I promise you, as you get into your 30s, especially your mid-30s, birds start becoming more exciting. Yeah, they do. I did the same in India where the tigers were exciting. But then as we drove around, I'm like, oh, what's that bird? And what's that bird? And I'm like, oh, no, I've turned into that (laughs) person but birds are very interesting i work with a lot of zookeepers at the zoo where i volunteer that are in their 20s and they love birds as well so it's a it's getting i feel like 
I feel like bird watching in itself is becoming like a really cool hobby. It's Probably, very wholesome. We're and people also stress and go go go. We yes. need those. We love wholesome. Yes, we love wholesome calming hobbies now. So bird watching, but I love that. And obviously in Australia, yeah, there's like probably so many different bird species. It's insane here, and I'm still not used to them. Like even when I see the king parrots, Australians do not care about king parrots, and I'm like, so pretty. (laughs) That's like our parakeets in London. People are always. It's funny when they're always surprised to see like these little green parrots flying around London, and we're like. Yeah, they're just parakeets. They're pests, actually. <laughs> they yeah. kill them. They call them. <laughs> it was funny because I don't remember where I was, but it was on this trip. There were some non-Aussies, and they were looking at the um, the cockatoos, and they kept calling oh, yeah. the cockatoos parrots, and I was like, pardon <laughs> Clearly me? Clearly not a parrot. <laughs> <laughs> and it was when I have these moments in Australia, like, obviously, I've been here for six going on seven years now. Where I feel a bit more Australian, and it was one of those when I heard them call the cockatoos parrots. I was like, "Pardon me." I mean, do people not know the difference between a parrot and a cockatoo? Really? No, no. And cockatoos are so exotic at home. People pay a lot. Cockatoos of money. have like they've got little mohawks on their heads. Yeah, and people pay a lot yeah. of money for them in Canada as exotic birds. Where here they're pests. That's why I just remembered. Yeah, story. I just yeah. think it's. I think people are dumb if they don't know the difference between a parrot and a cockatoo. Is it a cockatoo or a cockatiel? Cockatoo? I'm talking about a Cock- cockatoo. Yeah, I'm saying is it cockatoo or cockatiel? Cockatoo. I don't know. Maybe I'm one of the dumb ones. I think no, it's a cockatoo. You, I think it I think you're right. I don't know why I was thinking cockatiel. Anyways. Um Yeah, it is. Cute. Yeah, so that was beautiful. That was by Aussie Outback Tours. They do a whole bunch of that kind of stuff. And yeah, it was fantastic. It was just perfect. It was lovely. It was so hot my whole time there, which is why it's shoulder season because it's getting too hot. It was yeah. basically 40 degrees every single day. Yikes. So, But you have AC, though, in the van. In the van. Yeah. In the van. That's it. As soon as you walk out the van, it's like a wall of heat. Well, you can feel well it. I would imagine you don't have air conditioning outside. <laughs> Just wanted to make that clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so doing the river cruise was actually lovely because when the sun goes down, it's obviously the coolest time of the day. And you're like, oh, I can actually really enjoy it. I can breathe. Yeah. yeah. So that was brilliant. And then from there, I headed up to Cloncurry because they had the John Flynn Museum. And he was actually the founder of the Royal Flying Doctors, mm-hmm. which is a pretty bloody interesting story. And it made me feel like, do you ever come across these moments where you're looking at people, you're reading the story, the age they did things at, and you're like, what have I done in my life? (laughs) Where they just have the biggest dreams, and you're like, oh. like." Hey, equally, there's lots of people that found success well into their 40s. No, this is true. This is true. And I come from a household where my dad, growing up, would always be like, did you know Katy Perry's four years younger than you? <laughs> Thank you. Is Katy Perry like the level that we're aspiring to? I don't. I don't know why I remember like, that one. But pop I just, singer. I always remember that moment because it was an article about like how many albums or tours or it was something about her net worth. And he's like, "She's a lot younger than you." Like making this much was the point. And I was like, "Okay." She also <laughs> sold her soul to the music industry. I feel like of all ways to be rich and successful. I feel like being a musician would be the worst way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have no talent, so I can't even envision <laughs> it. <laughs> you want to be like envision. a low key. You want to be like a Bill Gates who is hella rich, yeah. but doesn't look it. <laughs> and also did that 
very young. <laughs> like that's right. Yeah. So th- that's what I was the fe- I was reading the story about these. The, uh, there was multiple founders, obviously, um, but the, each of their stories and how they met and how they all the different things they did. And I'm like, wow, like wow. <laughs> like, you still have time, I need to Steph. do more. I know. I was you still inspired. Have time. I was inspired. Look, we're doing this podcast. You know, people. Uh, we are the level to aspire to. Perfect. Let's go. With podcast that. hosts <laughs> <laughs> who are not millionaires. Everyone loves a podcast host. <laughs> yeah. So it was fantastic. And then I got really lucky because I did have to be in Early Beach. And I'm not going to go into the whole. I did two weeks of the Outback, two weeks of the Coast. Um, this is specifically just about the Outback. And I then did like I did this big drive. Um, I did Huendon, Charters Towers, like a bunch of towns. And it's just like, I don't know. I just feel like, because Queensland is often known for its coast, obviously. It's got Cairns, it's got Brisbane, it's got the Gold Coast, all these places. I feel like I'm going home. And this is probably the point of the con- contest, why they put it on. But I feel like I'm going home such a big advocate of the Outback now. Like, I'm going to be that person who's like, don't just go to the coast. Like You are the Outback's biggest cheerleader. Yes, I am the Outback's biggest cheerleader. And it's one of those places where I go, I did so much, to be honest. I have put thousands of kilometers on this van. And I when it's one of those things where you look at the map and you pan, you pin what you've done and you're like, oh my God, I just scratched the surface. Yeah. I feel like I, I, feel like I conquered the whole Outback and then I look at the map and I'm like, oh. Like, There's so much I, more to see I did and not. do. Yeah, yeah, so much more. Does this mean you're going to buy a van Maybe. permanently and drive well, around okay. and do, explore more? Hold on. So this is where I give everyone the super most hot tip I can't believe I didn't give until now. So the one thing I just got so excited. I'm so glad you said that. Okay, so Drive Now Rentals said at the beginning, that's who I won the contest from, mentioned they work with tons of brands. They have a page on their website where they coordinate relocations for their suppliers. And Mm -hmm. what that means, people always talk about this with rental cars, is you know how there's a camper van in Brisbane that needs to get up to Cairns. And they need someone to drive it up there. Oh, maybe you could be the chosen one. Well, this is how I extended my contest winning because I didn't I didn't win it for the full month but I did extend it by doing this I am doing a transfer and basically you can go on a, it's a kind of like a wait list I guess it's called a watch list um, where you can put your name down and they'll send you an alert where there's been a request for a relocation and it's kind of a free-for-all whoever gets it first gets it you have to be super flexible in terms of you know the van's here we need it here Um, but you can get rentals for a week of a camper van or who knows, maybe even something bigger. They don't just do camper vans. They do everything Mm. for like one to $2 a day with fuel vouchers. Damn. Yeah. Deal. Why would you not do that? That is how I extended this camper van to have it. And I mean, I would think if anyone listening is into van life, you'd be insane not to go, I'm going to put the link in the show notes because you can go down and add your name to the watch list to get a camper van for next to nothing. I and- feel like everybody should try out the camper van life. 
If I was like living in Australia, I feel like I'd be all over it. Wholeheartedly agree now. And I just think I so I'll, and I'll tell you also because like we mentioned in a few episodes ago, I'm 39. When van life was blowing up, I really had this thought. My first thought was, you know, people are posting these beautiful photos and the things they're doing. My thought was, I would have loved to do that in my 20s. Yeah, which is so weird because, like, I love to do it now. Why did I think I was too old to do it? We did a whole episode on aging and you know how you're gonna traveling as you age and how you always think you're old right when you're when you're 70 you're gonna think god I was so young at 38 yeah and the same way we think so just don't think that age is just a number guys it shouldn't stop you from doing things you want to do well and it goes to show why it's so important to keep doing things because it's really when you do like now i'm i'm coming i'm flying back home tomorrow on this absolute high of like i can do anything age is just a number Mm. where it's like you got to do those things every once in a while to keep reminding yourself you can't just do it Mm -hmm. once and then you know go back to keep yourself yeah keep yourself on your own toes (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah so anyways age is just a number and i'm gonna link because i want everyone listening to try van life that's my goal that's my new dream even if you just like i know a lot of people in the uk that just rent them for like long weekends and they go cruise around you know different parts of the uk like do that Get your license if you don't have it, first of all. (laughs) Well, and that's why the reason, like, my first thought when I went to, you know, when I was starting to explore this, to go to Drive Now, because I followed them. They do so many promotions also. And that's why I follow the individual companies, but I never saw Mm -hmm. stuff quite, like, they post a lot of content and beautiful videos and all their different fleet. But I didn't see, like, the promotions and the deals and that stuff, whereas Drive Now did have that. So... That's why they were my first thought. So, yeah, guys, watch for a deal. Rent it for a weekend if you want. Rent it for a month if you want. But, mm. yeah, it's worth it, it is the best. And I will say I'm probably going to do it again, honestly, because it was really week three where I got so comfortable. Not just driving the van, but, I mean, with all the, like, like cooking on the gas stovetop, using the washroom and the dump points. That was a new one mm. for me. Um, yeah. Like, on the caravan trip for five months, didn't use the caravan washroom once. And I kind of came into that thinking the same thing. And then then you have, like, an emergency, and you're like, well, I have a bathroom. Um, yeah. But I got really comfortable with, like, all the elements on week three. And I'm like, no, I'm only ending this. Yeah, like, now it's I've, over. Always the way. Oh, as I've just gotten so comfortable with it. So, yeah. So, I'm definitely going to do a round two. I won't make you do an episode on Van Life Round 2. But... Van Life Part 2. <laughs> Still <laughs> pooping in the trough. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways. I love it. Well, you've inspired, I think, everyone. And maybe me. I mean, I would consider, you know, a little van life over here. Who knows? Maybe but... I'll fly to London and we can rent one together and we can snuggle at mm. night. Oh, amazing. That'd be so cute. Um, well, you I love this. That. Love. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need like two single beds. You can sleep outside. <laughs> they do have actually ones with two beds, like in separate yeah. rooms of it. Yeah. I've seen some of those really fancy ones and I'm like, I want that. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see you back in Melbourne for the next episode. 
Yeah, can't wait. I hope you make it back safe and sound. All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod. And donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.